Rima Radio. Hi, I'm Gina. I'm from FJKL. Today, I'm going to read a verse um, from Psalm 45, verse 1. My heart is stirred by a noble theme as I recite my verses for the king. My tongue is the pen of a skillful writer. You are listening to Rema Radio's midweek service, featuring sermons shared all across Malaysia. This week's word is from Raymond Mui, shared in his church, KL, on the 23rd of August, 2020, entitled, Praying in the Will of God. This is the midweek service. Rema Radio God is actively working and shaping human history to bring it to completion. God's idea of life basically is a divine life. Stand fast in the freedom which Christ has made us free and do not be entangled again in the yoke of bondage. How many of us here this morning is a believer of prayer? Come on, are you a believer of prayer? You believe in the power of prayer. I want to tell you that none of us is a bigger believer than one person. There is someone who is a bigger believer of power of prayer than any of us. Who do you think he is? Satan. Man, Satan is a great believer of prayer. It's not because he practices prayer but it's because he's hurt by prayer. Oh, because big damage is done to him by the power of prayer. He's affected by the prayer of the saints of God. So he believes in prayer so much that he would do everything possible to get us to stay away from our prayer closet, to keep us from believing that much about prayer that we be anxious about nothing, but pray about everything. And Jesus began when he was asked about prayer and he started to teach on prayer. He started by teaching about the wrong ways of prayer before he spoke about how to pray. So let's turn our Bibles again to the book of Matthew 6 in verses 5 and 6. And when you pray, you shall not be as the hypocrites are, For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But you, but you, when you pray, enter into your private place, your closet. And when you have shut the door, pray to your father which is in secret. And your father which sees in secret, he sees beyond the superficial. He looks into the heart. He examines the heart of someone who prays. He says, the father who sees in secret and your f- shall reward you openly. He will manifest the answers to prayer by taking that which you have done in your prayer, making your petitions known unto God, which are words or things that you say in your prayers that are not substance, tangible. When he answers that prayer, it takes form. He answers it by the things that 
he will bring to us that is of substance, that are material things, that are earthly things, the things that we ask for. God answers us openly. So here the Bible records about how Jesus teaches us. Let's be very careful that we pray not because of people around us, not for people to hear. And so sometimes we are afraid to praise because we didn't think that our prayer sounds religious enough or we feel like we're not spiritual enough that um, we can pray out loud or we can lead somebody in prayer about some things that are urgent, that are important, that are a burden that you have upon your heart. You want to pray for somebody. You can pray not just in the prayer closet, in the privacy of your home, but when you're among people, you can pray because why? You've already overcome this idea that people are going to scrutinize what you say or they're going to take it apart and they're going to examine how you prayed and the words that you use. You have overcome all of that. And so now at any point, you're able to open up your mouth and you're able to help somebody come into a prayer time. That is when we are free from any form of hypocrisy in our thoughts about how we should be as a praying person. Let's go on. Let's look at verse 7. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. So it's about praying lengthy prayers that has no substance, that are hollow, that doesn't have the heart in it, but is just very nicely crafted. Words that sounds so beautifully stacked up. He says, be careful about that. Be careful about what it's all the mind when you're praying and none of the heart. Be careful about you praying without the sincerity and without the faith that you need to apply so that you will pray faith-filled prayers. So it tells me that the person who prays in the correct way with the right attitude of heart would have more effectiveness in his prayer than someone who prays six times a day. But now let's look at verse 8. Be not you therefore like unto them, for your father know what things you have need of before you ask him. Now this is, a, this is a very important subject because here comes the question. If God knows everything, then why do we need to pray? Because after all, when you see verse 10, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If everything is about the will of God, then what's the point of praying? Why must we pray so earnestly, fervently, but the fact that God knows it all, it doesn't mean that we don't pray or we stop praying because here Jesus said that when you pray, the Father already knows. Not don't pray because the Father knows. You pray, you continue to pray. Even though the Father knows what you're about to ask Him. The will of God, I'm not going to take a lot of time, but it is necessary for me to address what does it mean by the will of God 
because it's so connected to our prayer because we want to be sure that it is not senseless, this thing about us having to pray and pray fervently. But it is very sensible. It is very right that we must continue to pray. There are many different uh, titles or words that people use about the will of God. But I would just put it into three different main categories. The first one is the sovereign will of God. What is the sovereign will of God? The sovereign will of God is everything that God will do because he's God. Everything that God is able to do and when the time comes that it needs to be done, God would do it without anybody's help, without anyone's advice, just like when he created the heavens and the earth and everything that is in it. The Bible says that there was no one that counseled God. There was no one that stood by his side and gave him advice or told him what to do and taught him how to do it. God is sovereign. That's another will of God and that is the revealed will of God. What is the revealed will of God? Why must we know the revealed will of God? It's important for us because it keeps our lives straight. It keeps us holy. It keeps us remaining in the favor of God. It causes the blessings of God to come and keeps away the curses from our lives. The revealed will of God is found in this book. We all got it, the word of God. The word of God reveals his will that no matter how much praying you pray, it doesn't change one bit what is the revealed will of God. The Ten Commandments is the will of God revealed. And when God tells us that this is not right, this is a sin to do this or the other, when you let your anger rise and remain after the setting of the sun, God says, it's not right. When you commit adultery, when you commit fornication, you have premarital sex. When you dabble into things that you end up being addicted to it and you're bound by habits that are evil, you don't need to pray if this is the will of God. It's revealed. It is already a revealed will of God. When it comes to family life, when it comes to husband and wife, when it comes to children with parents and parents with children, you don't need to, to pray and, and seek God and go and find, spanning the north, the south, trying to find somebody that will agree with you. The problem is because what your thoughts are disagrees with the revealed will of God. So therefore, the word of God again, we go back to it of how important it is. You said, I want to know the will of God. I need to go find the next prophet, another prophet. Is there a more accurate prophet? The revealed word of God has already been given to give you his will. That you will know what is God's will. So you've got the sovereign will of God. You have the revealed will of God. And the last one that I want to come to is will. What does it mean by the will? That I will, that means 
the desire of one's heart. It speaks about something that has not yet happened, something that will happen. And you said, I will go there. I will do this. This is what I will do. That is, this is what I desire to do. God has a desire that you can say it is his will. Why do we pray? We pray because what God has shown us is his desire. This is what I want to do, but can we pray that God would do something else, that God would do something different, that God would do something that is not done, that needs to be done, that needs to happen? Can we pray that God, as he wills for so many different things, that he would add my desire into his will. I'm not talking about how people will go in and pray and seek God and talk about the will of God as in trying to say, God, take my will and make it your will. Now that's absolutely wrong. That's praying amiss. That's not telling God to take your will and say, you use this will. This is the right will. But it's about the desire. It's about God's desire. I'm going to show you some scriptures. But we start off in, in the book of 1 Timothy that we read the last time when we talked about prayer, chapter 2 of 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2. He says, I exalt therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. This is the will of God. This is the desire of God. It's not a sovereign will where he overrides the will of man that he created us to have. He says he will that all men to be saved. He, in other words, his desire, his longing of his heart is that all men will get saved. But we know, we know very well that man was given the ability to make a choice, that we will have the ability to choose all the way till our last breath whether we choose heaven or hell, whether we choose God, that there will always be like what had happened to us one day when we have chosen to serve the Lord our God, that there are a lot of people who have chosen otherwise. There's still plenty, multitudes and billions of people that have chosen to stay outside of the kingdom of God, reject the finished work of Jesus on the cross. But what is God's will? What's God's desire? God's desire that is that they will get saved. So that's why we pray. That's why we keep praying. There are some things that we must continue to pray that we join God in his desire. He desire his desire is for us to prosper. His desire is for us to partake as much as we can of the covenant that God has given to us as the seed of Abraham who's we are, that we will be blessed in our going outs and in our coming ins, that our house will be blessed and our household will be blessed. 
that he will cover over us and protect us. So how do we pray? Why must we pray? We pray that this desire of God will come through in our lives. So this is what God wishes for everybody. And so that's why we must pray that we will overcome temptations. We will not fall into sin. We will not disqualify ourselves from being blessed by God. We will not stop the hand of God by our own waywardness, by things that we have done that displeases God, that God has to withhold his hand of grace over our lives. So that's why we pray. And that's why sometimes people say, prayer doesn't change God, but prayer first changes us. Prayer doesn't change things first, but prayer changes us. Because when we pray, prayer is about communication with God that's built upon a relationship with Him that's based on truth. It's about the relationship with God that we have and that relationship is our capital. That relationship gives us the basis, the credibility that we can communicate with God. When we pray, it helps to examine ourselves. When we pray, we allow the Holy Spirit to prick our hearts and to put us where we need to be at the altars of God in repentance, asking God to forgive us of the sins that we have committed and the iniquity that he will take away. So prayer changes us. Prayer helps us also to be God-word in every way, in our thoughts, in the meditation of our hearts, helps us to be leaning towards God. Prayer helps us to trust God more, that your power is sufficient, your grace is sufficient. We pray. We need to keep praying because there is a desire of God that is in his heart for us that he'll give us the best, that we will come into the highest. And so we must come alongside with what is the will of God, what is the desire of God for us. We have to enjoin ourselves with him and we become one in our thoughts, we become one in the will of God. There's a lot of scriptures in the book of John. We may not have time to go into all of that because I want to take it in a specific direction that the Holy Spirit has laid upon my heart to bring you. But in the Bible, it speaks very much about the word of God abiding in us, or rather the revealed will of God is abiding in us and we abide in it. And then we will see our prayers answered. Let's take a look at the book of 2 Peter chapter 3, another example. 2 Peter chapter 3. Familiar verse to a lot of us in verse 9, chapter 3, verse 9. Verse 8 says, But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises as men count slackness, but is patient, long suffering to us, word, not willing that any should perish 
but that all should come to repentance, not willing. It is not God's will that any should perish, but rather it is the will of God that all to come to repentance. This is the desire, that's the will, the desire. You can call it the disposition of God. It is God's disposition. It is God's, because of his mercy and his grace, his disposition is for none to perish, but all to come to the repentance. That is God's will. We end up a lot of times very impatient. Why is this happening this way? Why is it getting from bad to worse? God, this is supposed to be the end times. You're supposed to smite and strike. God, you're supposed to stop the mouths of the aggressors. You're supposed to get them, the wicked, the unrighteous. Why is it that it's paying off for those that are corrupt, those that are un, in, unjust and unrighteous? Why? And he says, God is patient because it is his disposition that he gives everybody yet another chance. He gives everybody more time because he's not willing that any should perish, but at all to come to repentance. And so how do we pray? Yes, we pray, come, Jesus, come quickly. But why don't we change it to pray, Holy Spirit, come quickly and convict more people. Get more to come into the kingdom of God. Holy Spirit, come into the church. Send the refiner's fire. Purify our hearts. Clean up our hands that we will clean up our act so that we will please you, so that we can invoke the favor of God, pour out of your spirit upon us, oh God. We have to start praying to come alongside with the desire of God, his will, that none should perish, but all to come to repentance. Do we have the kind of mercy? Do we have the kind of grace? Do we have the kind of love for sinners, for lost souls? that we will invest our lives, we will invest the substance of our lives so that we can win yet another soul, that we can win a city for God so that we can preach the gospel. In this time where we have all these restricted movements, but yet there is so much of freedom, have we stopped preaching the gospel? Have we stopped sharing our life and our testimony with people? Are we still a witness for Jesus Christ in this time? You remember the book of Exodus chapter 32. Exodus chapter 32. This is the time when Moses was up with God and God says the people are sitting down here, down there and Moses, I'm going to smite them. I'm going to wipe them out. I'm going to kill all of them. And through you, I'm going to raise a new generation. I'm going to wipe them out. This was what seemed like the will of God. And some of us say, hey, I know where God can hit today, today, today. Let's not wait. God can hit. If only God would hit them. What did Moses do? Moses prayed. Moses interceded for the nation. Moses prayed for the people that are his people. He prayed. He said, God, you can't do that. It is you who took them out of Egypt. You saved them. You brought them out, delivered by your strong right hand. You took them out 
so that you can bring them in. God, you can't. What are they going to say? What are the Egyptians going to say? And he prayed. He interceded. And what does the Bible say in, um, in, in Exodus chapter 32? It says in, in verse 14, And the Lord changed his mind, repented of the evil which he thought to do unto his people. So here is the power of prayer. Here it is to understand what it is that is the desire of God and not his sovereign will. What is the desire of God? What is his will? What is his wishes? You see, when God wanted to do this, Moses recognized and realized that God, I can pray until you change your plans. And God did. See, many times when you think about the prayer that we pray, we are assuming that all is well with God and I. We're assuming that we've got such a great relationship, God. Man, I tell you, everything I ask God, he's going to do it for me. But is that true? Is that right? There are so many different situations around. There are different things in play, different people that are part of this whole thing and so why do we pray we pray and we ask God because it's going this direction it seems like God you 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 allowed it to happen you allow things to go wrong this way you allow the business to fail you allow you've allowed this situation to be so shaken you allowed this and that and and because whatever those reasons are but god i'm going to pray i'm going to pray that you would change your mind i'm going to pray god please god have mercy please god answer my prayer please god do this do this this way god help us that it will reverse it will turn right around god help us that it'll come back up again it will revive and my god i pray that you, you, you're going to raise it up once more and you're going to make it great again. We can pray. And this is what God did. God says, all right, we're going to start all over again. All right, I'm going to favor them and continue to bless them and continue to provide for them and continue to be their God. We pray. We pray because we know the nature of God. We know the heart of our Father, so we pray. You see, God is saying to you and I, you know me. If you haven't known me, get to know me because it's a blessing. You see, when you pray, you already know what is the Father like. That's why Jesus encouraged us. That's why Jesus, the Son of God, He knows the heart of His Father. He says, you guys don't even know the Father. He says, let me tell you, you ask, you have not asked anything, ask, because I know the Father. Let's look at John chapter 16. John chapter 16. John 16. You see in verse 22. This is Jesus now talking about his death and then his resurrection. He's talking about from then on his ascension. Verse 22. And now, and you now therefore have sorrow. 
uh, yeah, let's start with 22. But I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man takes from you. And in that day, you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto, have you asked nothing in my name? Ask, and you shall receive that your joy may be full. These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs. But the time come, or in mysteries, but the time come when I shall no more speak unto you in mysteries, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. At that day you shall ask in my name, and I shall, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father, that I will pray the Father for you. Now, let me just stop you to tell you about what this all means. There is a lot of truth in there. There is a lot of things that Jesus was saying, but I, I, I'll, I'll help you to understand this. Jesus is now talking about after resurrection. More than that, he's going beyond that after ascension. So he's talking about this in the context of everything else in the chapter where they were asking Jesus about things, asking Jesus questions. So he says, there will come a day where you will no longer ask me questions. I'm not here to answer your questions. You no longer ask, but you will know the answers because I will give you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of truth, will help you understand the things that you're seeking answers for. But he says, at the same time, I will tell you not only will you now be able to know truths because of the Holy Spirit given to you, but you will also be able to ask whatever. And you ask it in my name, the Father will give it to you. He says, you have not asked so far in my name. Because when Jesus was with them, they didn't ask in the name of Jesus. But now that the time is coming where I will no longer be with you, you need to learn this, that you're asked in my name. What does it mean by asking in the name of Jesus? Is it a, 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 a statement like, open sesame, oh, it opens. You just got the right Password, it just happens. No, it's not a password. It's based on a relationship that you ask. In the name of Jesus means you have the authority to use that name. That there is power in that name. You have rights to ask to use that name you have the right to use that authority of Jesus when you ask the Father. So we learn to pray in the name of Jesus, but sometimes we forget that we seem like praying in Jesus' name like it's a religious thing. And then, ayah, die, die. Forgot to say in Jesus' name. Oh, let's, let's pray again. 
And all that we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Ah, we got it. It's answered. So it's not that way. It doesn't mean that it's a password that if you don't key it in, you won't get access. What it means by praying in the name of Jesus, it just gives you the right to use that authority that he puts a stem on what your request is so that the Father will answer you because you are in Christ and Christ is in you. So the name of Jesus is powerful. But that power of the name of Jesus is upon your faith in that name. That you trust in that name. That you trust that in the name of Jesus, the Father will give it to you. It's not because you use that name without even a thought, without even exercising faith. It doesn't mean that it will happen. We must be always very careful that we don't always assume that just because this is my plan, just because this is what I see right in my own eyes, that we impose our will to God. You remember what I said to you? You remember what Jesus taught us to pray in Matthew chapter 6? He says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So it starts off with die, die. It's yours, God, you first, you. Your kingdom come, it's you first. Then comes after that, give us. Then it's us. But here is again what God wants to remind us of. The power of prayer. How important it is for us to pray more. That there will be more things that are done because we pray. We trust you are blessed by that message from Raymond Mui. For more sermons from His Church KL, log on to hckl.org. Hi, my name is Alexa Ho. I'm a pastor from PJERC. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we give thanks today for your abundant grace and mercy upon our lives. We acknowledge that it is in you we live and move and have our being. Today, Lord, I ask that you give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we may all know you better. Would you, Lord, enlighten the eyes of our heart in order that we may know the hope to which each of us is called and to live out that hope in such a way that we can be credible witness of Christ's great love, drawing all people unto him. Lord, I want to especially remember all those who are seeking after you today. Those who are hungry, those who are thirsty, one way or another, Lord, they need a touch from you. Lord, would you just touch them afresh today as they listen, which your word speaks to their heart, and Lord, that you will minister unto them. We pray all this and ask, O God, your kingdom come and your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. No
This episode's song is from Hope Church Singapore. Today's sermon was edited and mixed by Jonathan Yeo. Listen to all past shows by searching Rema Radio on the following apps iTunes, Google Podcast, SoundCloud, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Do connect with us at facebook.com slash RemaRAD.10. Comment, like, and share our weekly shows so we can do more. Until our next show, God bless. Hi, this is Jason, the station director of Rema Radio. I want to thank you for your support in making the ministry what it is today. Since our launch in 2016, we've consistently released two shows weekly. We've featured sermons and songs from churches and talents all across Malaysia. We've been privileged to have on our shows thought leaders from education, family, government, arts, media, business, and the church. Our mission field is the digital space. Our task is to create and curate content that is God-inspired and relevant to the world we live in today, to be a platform for kingdom unity, to be a resource center for the coming famine that is not of food and water, but of God's word. This is our assignment, and we have experienced the grace of God upon us to do this. So many testimonies have been birthed out of this ministry. We want to reach a wider audience and be a blessing to more but we need your support. At the moment, Rema Radio is not backed by any one church, organization or business. It is powered by volunteers. While I'm encouraged by the handful of supporters who has given, we need more partners. If you believe there is a need for positive, faith-inspired Malaysian content, why don't you consider partnering with us? Go to remarad.io forward slash support to find out more. Our prayer is that we connect with the right partners and together let's sow into the digital mission field and impact lives far and wide. God bless.